0: Let's pray. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your words will never pass away. Father, we pray you'd help us to listen, uh, to believe and trust your word this morning. Amen. Uh, There are lots of things to be done as we prepare for Christmas. If they're not already, I'm sure your to-do lists are starting to bulge. Uh, There is one thing that we're going to be thinking about this morning that is more important and getting the tree decorated, getting the gifts together, getting the garden ready, ironing the tablecloth, and dusting off the fancy crockery. Uh, in the first of our Advent series this morning, we will be considering how to prepare for the return of Jesus. And Isaiah this morning, he'll teach us how we can prepare rightly to the news that the Lord is coming. And so we're in Isaiah, it's a marathon. Uh, After that marathon in chapter 56, Isaiah hits the home straight with a final plea to God's people 700 years before Jesus to prepare for the coming of the Lord. He writes in Isaiah 56 verse one, maintain justice, do what is right, for soon my salvation will come. My righteousness will soon be revealed. Isaiah is writing about a time where God is going to come to save his people and judge his enemies. Uh, it was still another 700 years before this would happen in the coming of Jesus. And that's a pretty decent wait. Uh, but if you've read all of Isaiah, uh, you'll know that they are anything but ready for the Lord to come. Because justice is far from them. And doing wrong was the only thing God's people in this time were good at. Uh, they'd show up at church on a Sunday and live the rest of their lives as if God were just a footnote. Uh, The spiritual leaders were corrupt. They were slaves to wine and cared only for themselves. Uh, The whole nation had gone after other gods, bowing down to wooden idols. Uh, There wasn't a safe neighbourhood in town. Justice was far from them. Righteousness did not reach them. God's people were not ready for the Lord to come. And it's not like they didn't have the opportunity to straighten out their lives. Uh, Before Isaiah put pen to paper... He'd spent five decades calling on God's people to repent, to turn from their ways. But no one listened. And so as we come to these last few chapters in Isaiah, he turns up the volume, he turns up the heat, and he presses hard for a response from God's people. Jesus is coming to judge the living and the dead. And this is our question, Isaiah's question, will we be ready? It's a great place for us to be this Advent as we think about and reflect on the reality that the Lord is going to come and to judge. So what does it look like for us to be ready, to be ready for Jesus to return? Uh, There's that famous fridge magnet. I don't know if you've seen it. Jesus is coming. Look busy. Uh, What does it look like for us to be ready for the Lord to come again? And our models this morning will be the saints in Isaiah 64 who pray a stunning prayer, and we have much to learn from them. And so to our first of three points this morning, as we work through Isaiah 64, our first point, verses 1 to 5, please come down and judge your enemies. Please come down and judge your enemies. And Brian, thank you so much for reading so well. Uh, verse 1, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. Getting ready for the Lord to come, it starts with a prayer. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and descend on us. They are praying for God Himself to come down. Uh, two verses earlier, God's people lament the state of their most sacred institution. For a little while your people possessed your holy place. But now our enemies have trampled down your sanctuary. The place where the one true God dwells with his people, the temple, it has been trashed by the nations. And God's people are crying out, what are you going to do about it? Where are your zeal and your might? Are you going to, get, are you going to let the nations get away with it? Rend the heavens and come down. Come down and teach the nations a thing or two, which is where they go next. That the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down and make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. They want God to come down and smash their enemies and make himself known to the whole world. It's just like in the Exodus. God's people had been saved from Egypt and they want a rerun of that. Uh, We recall when Moses and Aaron, they came to Pharaoh and they said, let God's people go. And Pharaoh replied, who is your God that I should obey him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. By the end of the 10 plagues and the crossing of the Red Sea, everyone knew the God of Israel come down and make your name known to your enemies whatever it takes plagues red sea fire judgment come and do it all again don't let those who make a mockery of you off the hook verse 4 since ancient times no one has heard no ear has perceived no eye has seen any god besides you who acts on those who acts on behalf of those who wait for him you come to the help of those who gladly do right who remember your ways. Remember the ancient times? God's people were back in Egypt. God acted on behalf of those who wait for him. Uh, remember what God's people did to rescue themselves out of Egypt? Well, it wasn't much. They just waited, stuck between the Egyptian juggernaut and the Red Sea. With certain death knocking on their door, God spoke to Moses and said, The Lord will fight for you. You need only Be still. God acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You help those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. And so come down, we pray, and smash your enemies. You've done it before. Do it again. Except the prayer takes a surprising turn in verse 5. This exodus is different to the first one. They've called down judgment on their enemies, those who have trashed the temple, those who have mocked God. But this is not the triumphant cry of the self-righteous. They want another exodus. But some of them, at least, have woken up to the fact that this time they are on the wrong side of the Red Sea. They've pointed their fingers at the enemy and they realise they've got three fingers pointing back at them which is our second point, verses 5 to 7. But we are your enemies. But we are your enemies. Verse 5. But when we continue to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? God's faithful people are praying for him to come down and save those who wait for him, save those who gladly do right. But now it's time for confession. It's not us, they say. We failed to wait for God to come. We failed to do what is right before him. And with the expected arrival of the Lord himself, it's time to come clean. We've done wrong before God. We've done wrong before our neighbour. And we just prayed that God would come and judge his enemies. That means judging us. How then can we be saved, they cry. And if you go on to read their confession, you'd be asking the same question. Verse 6. All of us have become like one who is unclean. All our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. God's people recognise that they are not fit for God's presence. Even their best attempts at obedience are like filthy rags. All their offerings in the temple, their sacrifices... God's fed up. God doesn't want their sacrifices. He wants them to love him. He wants them to love others, to obey him. The temple in Isaiah's day, well, it would have been a bustling place. Uh, But the problem is, God is not fooled by external religious observance. Uh, God sees right through the individual who comes along on Sunday, mutters a few prayers, endures a few hymns, and then lives the rest of the week as if God doesn't exist. And then they dig beneath the surface and reveal the heart of the issue. Verse seven, no one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you. God's people in Isaiah's day, they they never bothered to pick up the phone, not even a text message. This is a picture of what sin is. Sin is rejecting a relationship with God. It's turning our backs on him. Wanting nothing to do with Him in our lives. Relating to God is not about ticking a bunch of things to do to keep God happy. Uh, the people in Isaiah's day, still in the temple, making sacrifices, bowing vows, praying prayers. But they never call on His name or strive to lay hold of Him. They don't want a relationship with God. Why not? This is probably the most frightening verse of our passage. Why don't they call out to God? Why don't they never pick up the phone? Verse 7. For God has hidden his face from us and has given us over to our sins. They don't pick up the phone anymore because God has stopped calling. He has hidden his face from them. You don't want a relationship with me, says God. Have it your way. I'll turn my face away from you and I'll give you over to your sins. This is a very, very dangerous place to be, especially if the Lord is coming as judge. How then can we be saved? Seems like it's all over. God's turned away. But they pray on, verse 8. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look on us, we pray, for we are all your people. Now, third point, they ask God to do what he loves to do. Verses eight and nine, please forgive us. Please forgive us. After confessing their sin, God's people cry out for forgiveness He's the one that gave them everything that they had. They really are the clay. God really is the potter. He is the creator. We are his creatures. And like them, we have nothing to bring to God. Like them, we've got nothing to offer God. Like them, we've got nothing to bargain with God. As the famous hymn goes, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress. Helpless look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly. Wash me, Saviour, or I die. Do not remember our sins forever. Do not hold them against us. This is a brilliant model for us as we prepare this Advent for the return of Jesus to judge. It's a model confession. We've messed up big time. We haven't done what we ought to have done. And here are the ways I've failed. There's no excuses. There's no cover-ups. They don't blame their family background, their education, their past trauma. They don't make excuses because they were tired, stressed, or hungry. They don't try and minimise their sin. Everyone else was doing it. It didn't harm anyone. No one noticed. It's just a flat-out confession and a plea for forgiveness. Look on us, we pray. We are your people. Please forgive us. Please forgive us. And this is the prayer that God loves to answer. For those of us who come to him recognising our failure, that we are the clay, he is the potter, that we have failed spectacularly to live a life that is pleasing to him. We don't have anything to bring to the table. We've got nothing to offer God except a humble and contrite confession of sin. And we can call out to God to forgive us, and he loves to forgive, and we can be confident of his forgiveness through Jesus. For some of us, uh, this Advent might be the first time we've ever really come clean before God. Uh, Maybe, uh, like those in Isaiah's day, we've been listening along for decades, but it's just been water off a duck's back. Now is the time to get right with God. As our gospel reading announced, no one knows the day or hour when Jesus will return as judge. Now is the time to run to God for forgiveness. And you can be confident that God is spring loaded, ready to forgive. There's no sin too big, there is nothing that God is unable to forgive. We just need to ask. And then, as we prayed in our collect, cast away the works of darkness and put on the armour of light. But for many of us who do trust in Jesus, those of us who are the forgiven and forever loved people of God, well, we know that sin still lurks within. Uh, and so this Advent, don't give up confessing your sins before God, confident of his forgiveness through Jesus. Here's an exercise to try over the summer. Now, why not spend some time uh, taking an audit of our lives over the past year. Like most most things in life, it won't happen if we don't plan to do it. Uh, But why not plan some time in our very busy diaries to reflect on 2023? Uh, Which sins have we been particularly struggling with? It doesn't just have to be you as an individual. Uh, It could be you and your family. It could be us as a church. Which sins do I, do we need to confess? If you're unsure of where to start, you could enlist a trusted Christian friend or a spouse if you have one. Uh, Just the other day, Tess and I left Lucy with the grandparents and we went out for a coffee day. I figured I better practice what I preach. So I asked Tess, uh, what areas of my life do I need to grow in? What sins do you notice me persisting in? It was a painful conversation. I find it much easier to stay really busy and not make the time to reflect on my own failures before God and others. But it was so good to go to God in confession, knowing I'm forgiven for my failures that were graciously and lovingly pointed out by my wife. It's not easy when your friends or spouse points out sinful habits that you know are true. I mean, it's not even uh, easy when you reflect on it yourself. Uh, But we can plumb the depths of our hearts this Advent with confidence, knowing that there is nothing we find that is out of God's reach of forgiveness. It's hard work. It will take time, and it won't happen if we don't put it in the diary. And so here's my encouragement. It might be worth bumping up the to-do list. So what if the garden still has a few weeds and the tablecloth has a crease or two in it? What could be better than collapsing on the couch after Christmas lunch, assured that you're forgiven and loved by the creator of the universe? Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look on us, we pray, for we are all your people. Amen.